If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of All Angles, football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown and we are going to run through Thursday night football here in week five. It is the Bears and the Commanders. Guys, reminder, everything we do at this podcast, absolutely free. So if you have not done it so far, please head down, hit that little subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you want to give a five-star rating, do appreciate that as well. It is Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Right now, Commanders are six-point favorites at home. 44.5 is your total. Yeah, we have to deal with the Bears and the Commanders on Thursday. It is what it is. It's a game that's going to happen this week. I know you want to bet it, so let's try and talk through some angles as to what may or may not be going on in this game. First and foremost, basically the Bears are done with Chase Claypool. They have told him to go home. He is inactive for this game, and he is likely to be out of there, whether it's released or traded or whatever it may be. On the other side of the ball, not so great for this Bears team. Eddie Jackson is out, as is Jalen Johnson. That is two starting defensive backs that are going to be out for this Bears defense that, by the way, is not already, it's not very good to begin with, as you have probably come to figure out over the course of the season. It's just been absolute garbage for this team so far. And that's a, it's a pretty, it's actually a pretty big loss. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like that's going to be a, a big loss for a team that's already terrible at defense, but of course, anytime you lose starters, it's going to be no good. On the Washington side of things, everything's good for them. They have one guy just in Chris Rodriguez who's a backup running back who's who's questionable for them. So commanders have made it through the first month of the season 
fairly healthy. On the Bears side, they do have Tevin Jenkins that is questionable. He did get in a full practice on Wednesday, which likely means he's going to go. And getting back a, an offensive lineman like Tevin Jenkins is actually a pretty big deal for this Bears team that has really struggled on the offensive side of the ball, as we all know. But listen, Tevin Jenkins is one of the better run blockers in all of the NFL. And whenever you start to kind of figure out, you know, what is a path to success for this Bears team? Because there's, there's not a lot. Uh, certainly at least having one of your better offensive linemen back out there is is something that we can look at and point and say, okay, that's that's working in their favor. We kind of know the story of both of these teams so far. Sam Howell, not very good. I mean, listen, when he has a, when he has a clean pocket, he's, he's still below league average, but at least he's closer to league average than anything else. But he's one of the very worst under pressure in the entire NFL. And actually, if you look at some of the advanced metrics out there, he's not one of the very worst. He is absolute worst, like dead last in a lot of these rankings. So seriously, if the Bears can figure out how to get any sort of pressure, then that's one of the things we can look at and say, oh, okay, well then maybe that's moving in the in the Bears' direction. The problem with that is that the Bears just don't get any pressure. And so that's one of the biggest deals that we're dealing with here is like we're looking and it's – and you see that, you know, they're they're 30th in pressure rate right now. And so if they're 30th in pressure rate, it's just going to be really, really tough to just magically figure out how to get pressure uh, on a on this Washington team that really and truly that on the offensive side of the ball, if you can get pressure on Sam Howell, you can have success against him. But it does not look like that's going to be the case. And so if you look for – Washington, if Sam Howell's not going to be pressured and he can be league average, well, if he's league average against one of the absolute worst defenses in the NFL, then that's going to make him better than league average. If we look at Chicago's defense, they're 31st in defensive EPA. They're 31st in pass DVOA allowed. They are 28th in pass success rate allowed. So you can see they are just a they're like a dream matchup for just about any quarterback and especially a guy like Sam Howell who kind of needs a needs a team that's going to be pretty playing pretty soft and he's going to get that in Chicago. On the offensive side for Chicago, Justin Fields has not looked absolutely horrible so far this year. I mean, I know they're one of the two winless teams that's still in the NFL, but if you look, I mean, there are things to to kind of latch on to that make you think that he's not complete garbage. And so, you know, look, that is when we're trying to kind of look at the bright side of things for the Bears and how they could end up in this game, I mean, you look at even last week, they were able to move the ball. He was able to have a fairly efficient passing day. He still has those legs of his. And speaking of legs, that'll be a that'll be a prop that we'll talk about a little bit later, but it won't actually be on that side. It'll be on the Washington side of things. If you look for, for Washington, you know, look, the offensive EPA, 19th, so, you know, a little under league average, they're passing a little under league average, rushing a little under league average um, from some of the metrics out there. But if you look at their rushing success rate, it's actually way up at seventh in the NFL. And if you don't know what success rate is, basically just keep it staying in front of the chains, right? You're trying to get you're you're trying to get yourself in advantageous positions where you're basically not getting no yards on first down and no yards on second down, and and that's what success rate measures. And so whenever you see success rate, it just means that they're, they're having some successful downs along the way. And they're actually seventh in rush success rate. So you could go up against 
this rush defense and probably have some success on that side of the ball, this commander team going up against the Bears. So if we head over and we start to look here at the spread, this thing sitting at six, I think, is about appropriate. If this thing, and it won't, I cannot imagine that it will. If this thing were to make it back to a full touchdown, I think I would have to, I think I would have to back the Bears, but I do not believe that it's going to. I think six, maybe, maybe six and a half hits, but I don't think we'll get back to seven. We did see seven for just a hot second, and that got bought up really quick. That might have been somebody actually trying to make a, a move to get the full, to get the full seven, and that's when the Bears' money came in. Where I do like this game is on the total and playing the over. And I know it's a risky proposition on the Thursday night football game. We know that these teams have less time to prepare. And sometimes this thing can get a little sloppy. But I think this game getting a little sloppy could actually work in our favor for the total in this thing. Because you have two defenses that are gettable. You have an offense in the Bears that at least has shown signs of life. You have a an you have an obvious advantage for Washington in the run game against the Bears. And I know people think like, oh, run game, it's gonna it's gonna run the clock. We should be looking at unders. But no, if you're if you're good at running the ball, you're still just moving the ball up and down the field. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? I mean, if you're if you are efficient at running the ball, then you can still score a bunch of points. You can still put up some points. And I actually think Chicago, should they even get down in this game, have kind of gotten themselves as an okay chase team. Like, DJ Moore is looking more like he's comfortable in this offense with Fields. Fields looks a little bit more comfortable with him. We saw Cole Komet have a big game for them as well last week. And so, even if this game doesn't kind of play as them trading off scores, then... I think that can still we can still get some garbage points from the Bears. Washington's defense, by the way, I know that we just we just think that Washington's defense is is great. Just we've I think we've been programmed for whatever reason to think the commander's defense is good. But their pass defense EPA twenty fourth in the league. Pass defense DVOA twenty third in the league. So they can be passed on now. Their run defense is good. But fortunately, like Bears aren't running the ball all that much. Traditionally, anyway, I think Justin Fields needs to get his legs going, and I think he probably will in this game, like I said, on a short week, trying to figure out how to get some sort of something going in this game. So I do like the over 44 and a half. And even if things, even if this ticks up to 45, I mean, I would still play it. 45 on the other side of 45 is when I would call it off. So if you get to this before it gets on the other side of 45, that would be my play here from either a side or a total perspective in the prop market. There's a couple of different props that I do think are fairly interesting. If you look over at DraftKings, now the passing props, nothing that I'm really jumping up and down about. Justin Fields is sitting 193 and a half. Sam Howell is sitting 242 and a half in the passing market. If we look to where I have these guys kind of projected, I have fields a little over 200, so not really an edge here. I have him like 202-ish. So, again, we're talking less than 10 yards, which isn't really isn't really an edge whenever we're trying to bet this. And then I do have Sam Howell. I do have Sam Howell 
under pretty significantly, actually. I have Sam Howell in like the 215 to 218 range, and it's sitting in that 243. And the reason is, is because, again, I, I just project this commander's team to try to run the ball against this Bears team that is, again, can be had on the ground pretty easily. They've had such success um, running the ball so far this year. So I actually do have a little bit of an edge there on Sam Howell and the under on his passing yards. It's not in the account yet, but maybe it will be before it's all said and done. Uh, where I do have some, where I do have some stuff in the account is when we head over to the rushing props, rushing and receiving props. Uh, those are the ones in which I, I think that there is an edge here that we can go and get in on. And, and mainly from the Sam Howell rushing yardage perspective, um, if you're looking at Sam Howell, you're seeing kind of like 12 and a half, 13 and a half, something like that. The guy's like fairly athletic. I, I don't know if you've watched this. Everyone talks about his arm and what he kind of brings to the table from that aspect. And yeah, he's, he's got a, a, a really, really good arm, but if you if you look like this guy's actually got some some decent wheels so kind of like 12 and a half 13 and a half I, I like Sam Howell to to go ahead and get there for us with his legs you know I mean as we mentioned I don't expect the Bears to get a ton of pressure but when they but, but he just collapses under pressure and I think he's going to be more prone to just tuck this thing and run with it than we've seen lately so I do like that aspect in this one is Sam Howell on his rushing yards so let's go ahead and try and uh get that in the account before the juice gets all sorts of crazy on that. Uh, the other prop that I think is at least fairly interesting in talking about in this one from a rushing perspective, Antonio Gibson is sitting at 17 and a half and Antonio Gibson has been just losing basically any and all rushing touches to Brian, jo Brian Robinson. Like Brian Robinson has really and truly become the dude in this one. So there is that, the other thing about this is is the Khalil Herbert angle, and I know that the run defense for the Commanders is the better unit out of this than the than the pass defense. But Khalil Herbert basically has has gained the the RB one role for the Bears. And if you think at all that this game plays close, or if you think at all that there's a chance that the Bears get a lead in this game, the forty eight and a half on Khalil Herbert is pretty low for a dude that I think is going to dominate the backfield touches for this. Now they might not be incredibly efficient given the bears offensive line situation, but like I said, could get Tevin Jenkins back. It actually looks like they might get Tevin Jenkins back in this thing and going up against this, this commander's defense. But I do believe that that's a tad low um, given how I think that this workload now has, has changed. And so for me, I look at, the Khalil Herbert side of things, like I said, and let me just grab real quick where I have him. Yeah, see, so I have Khalil Herbert, which is maybe a little high for me on everything, given that Justin Fields could really just kind of dip into any of the touches, that, any of the running touches that they have in this thing. But I do have him at 57 and a half yards on the thought. I think I'm being conservative with Herbert, but they could – they, they could throw us a curveball and, and get Rashawn Johnson more involved. And if that's the case, then that would be a that would blow that bet pretty badly. But I do think that's a tad low. I think the Gibson is a bit high. Uh, Brian Johnson seems to be the guy getting all the touches there for sure. Uh, Justin Fields sitting at 46 and a half is appropriate. That's 
that is very much within the range of possibilities for him. If he gets 10, 12 carries, that's, you know, four or five yards a carry. I mean, that's, that's where he's, that's where he's at. So I think that number is, is appropriate for sure. Um, unless you have conviction that you think that this is going to be him just running the ball over the place. Cause again, it is a Thursday night game and there's a chance that they're not as prepared as, as, as typical, et cetera, et cetera. Then, then maybe you could look towards an over on that thing, but that's just not the case for me. So, like I said, I, those are my those are my my prop leans and slash plays that are in the account for me. Um, really, am looking at uh, really do like that total though a, a ton in this one. We get a a pretty good matchup here in kind of all things. If the Bears are able to pass the ball on the Commanders, who by the way, like we just mentioned, have been toward the bottom of the league so far in that category on the defensive side of the ball, and we know that the Bears defense has been an absolute has been an absolute dumpster fire when it comes to everything, then I think we can get weird points in this game. I think weirdly this thing could score. But, I mean, look, just across the board for Chicago's defense, like I said, 31st pass defense EPA, 31st DVOA. If you look at anything that they do well, anything at all, you could just kind of say, okay, well, they're – their special teams is at least league average. But, I mean, if we're, we're not leaning on special teams here for, for any sort of bet when it comes to Chicago Bears. So, that's what we're going to do. That's kind of the, the main play for us in this one. Like I said, under on rushing yardage for Antonio Gibson. Hopefully that number just doesn't fall off a cliff. I think a lot of people are going to see that in that one. I like the over on Sam Howell as well from a rushing perspective. Guys, again, this podcast absolutely free. So if you've made a little bit of money so far this year, we're doing pretty good. So if you want to go ahead and hit that five-star rating and then uh, give us a give us a subscription on this thing, it'll automatically show up in the feed and that'll save you some time going and finding this thing as well. Head on over to vsan.com slash subscribe as well. Take advantage of all of the options that we got going on over there. Of course, you can dip your toe in for just 19 bucks for the first month on that as well. Good luck on all your bets here on Thursday Night Football. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.